This is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Corey provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles. Hello and welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, just give us a call at 614-760-0670 or feel free to visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're at our website, feel free to click on that radio page. You can check out some past shows and subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, check out our blog page at safeharboroh.com. And if you want to watch some different types of uh, videos on financial topics, just visit our YouTube page. Just type in Safe Harbor Retirement Group. And please don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have any questions, if you want to even set up a face-to-face meeting, a Zoom call, or even a conference call. Now, on a recent Saturday, I was out and about running errands and noticed something that you know, really put, put a smile on my face. You know, people are getting ready to plant their gardens. Is there a sure sign that spring has arrived? You know, at the home store, people were walking, you know, out the door with seeds, garden tools, mulch, weed whackers, you name it. Uh, they were bringing it out. Even the grocery stores I passed have put up their tents for their annual flower sales. Seeing all the gardening, or seeing all the gardeners getting ready for the months ahead really got me thinking about hard work, growth, and cultivation, three of the biggest elements of gardening. It then occurred to me that those three phrases could be applied to your financial garden. With a little hard work, you may be able to transform your financial strategy into something that continues to grow as you carefully cultivate it. But before we put on our gloves and start digging into the financial soil, let me introduce to you my co-host this week and every week, and that's Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, Corey. And yeah, I've had a pretty good week. You know, I've been really busy. I've got my daughter graduating from high school, my son graduating from college, uh, just a, a lot of yard work. You know, this time of year, there's a lot going on. That's for sure. How about you? How have you been? Are you keeping busy? Yeah, I'm keeping definitely busy. You know, it's uh, it seems like it was the weather here, you know, was nice it got cold we even had snow you know there in april and then bam you know it's 80 85 to 90 degrees it seems like spring kind of went into summer so uh yeah um you know and it should be a little you know this weekend should be a a great memorial day weekend yeah and uh weather wise it should be you know it's really going to cool off so it should be good there but you know from a you know from a business standpoint you know things are actually have been really busy uh, a lot of new prospects coming into the office. And, uh, you know, the, the nice part about it is, is everyone, you know, really has a goal in mind, and that's to be able to put a financial plan. And um, everyone wants to know when they can retire. So, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's, it's, a, it's a good time to, you know, be beaten with people. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I think you've picked the perfect time of the year to talk about growing a quote unquote financial garden. 
Yeah, because just like you, Corey, I've seen a lot of people uh, coming out of the hardware stores and the big box stores with uh, a summer's worth of gardening supplies. And I think even for people who don't garden themselves, you know, seeing all those hanging flower baskets and seed packets for sale is uh, the strongest sign yet that blue skies and warm breezes are here. I, you know, Tony, I totally agree with you about that. Um, you know, to begin today, I thought we kind of focus on growing the kind of financial garden that provides you with income in retirement. You know, think of it as caning your summer grown fruits and vegetables to get you through the winter months. Now, we're going to use a Motley Fool article today, and it's titled Eight Strategies for Retirement Income. And I, th- I really believe it has some good insights. I would uh, think, certainly, um, to help you grow the kind of financial garden that may really help you sustain, you know, sustain you through retirement. You know, the first retirement income seed you may want to plant in your financial garden is the bucket strategy. Now, this strategy consists of three buckets. The first is your emergency fund, which we've always, you know, we've talked about quite a bit on the show, and the cash you expect to spend in a short time frame after retirement. You know, on things like living expenses major necessary purchases. You know, these funds should be liquid so you can conveniently access them. Well, yeah, and okay, bucket one seems pretty straightforward. So what's in bucket two? Well, you know, the second bucket needs to hold a bit more than the first bucket because it's intended for your money that you're likely going to need in the first three to 10 years after retirement. Now, working with your financial service professional like myself, you know, you may place some of this money in investment options that fit this time horizon. Essentially, as your first bucket empties, you should be able to turn that bucket, you know, to to help sustain your retirement income later on. Well, yeah. And so if I'm following the pattern here correctly, I'm going to guess bucket three is for the resources you need to let sit for a while and grow knowing they'll be there in the future when you need them. Am I right on that one? Yeah, that's a great point, Tony. Yep, you're exactly right. Uh, the third bucket needs to be the biggest one in, in your tool, you know, really in your tool shed because it's designed for the money you don't intend to touch for a decade or more into retirement. Many financial service professionals advocate placing bucket three money in assets with growth potential. Well, and I'm glad you're referencing uh, financial services professionals early in the show. I mean, it occurs to me that uh, gardens, uh, both traditional gardens and financial gardens, can be a lot of work. So just like you might have a gardener or get your grandkids to help you grow or weed that vegetable garden, why not work with a financial services professional to make sure that financial garden is healthy and is going to grow in a sustainable way that'll get you through the rest of your life. Yeah, Tony, I mean, I mean, I think your analysis there is really a great way to think about it. You know, systematic withdrawals are the next way to attend a financial garden that can really help you see through retirement. Now, with this method, you know, you take a percentage of your assets during your first year of retirement and then increase that amount just slightly um, to keep up with inflation. You know, for many, you know, limiting withdrawals to 4% of a nest egg is, is pretty common and then kind of, you know, add that annual colo on going forward, you know, through your retirement years. Yeah. And, and I've read a lot about systemic or systematic withdrawals, as you say, especially that 4% rule you just referenced. Uh, you know, I think that it's a solid strategy, but there are drawbacks to that 4% rule, aren't there? 
There definitely are, Tony. You know, the 4% rule makes assumptions about two things, how your investments will perform in, you know, into the future and how long your retirement's going to last. Now, as we all know, you know, predictions are far, you know, from a guarantee. So depending on what happens, you may have to, you know, shrink the percentage you're taking out of your nest egg. Or on the other hand, you may be able to, you know, bump it up a little bit, you know, depending upon market conditions. And, and, you know, there's other factors that kind of go into that. Well, and your financial garden is just like a regular garden. Uh, you know, I think it uh, you can do all the due diligence in the world, but it's impossible to know when a storm might come along and wipe out half your crop. That's exactly right, Tony. And that's why both your financial and traditional gardens need to be nimble and diverse, right? Um, you wouldn't spend all spring and summer growing just one vegetable. So you grow a variety of items to increase your odds of success. Well, the same idea applies just as neatly to your financial garden. So you do want to make sure that uh, that you're diversified. And I think by working with a financial professional, they're going to make sure that you have a pretty diverse um, you know, strategy or an investment strategy with your assets. Yeah, it's been a great one so far. A great discussion. A lot of fun. How do you want to kick off this segment, Corey? Yeah, Tony. Uh, again, just for our, in case any of our listeners just joined us, we're using a Motley full article titled Eight Strategies for Retirement Income. Um, so the next piece of wisdom that may help you cultivate an even stronger financial garden is to really consider downsizing. You know, if growing your own vegetables was one of the ways to, you know, you fed your family during the summer months, you know, after your kids have left the nest, you don't need to grow as much anymore. It's much the same way with your home. You know, moving to a smaller home or to a less expensive area, it's really straightforward way to save a few bucks. And beyond even the financial benefits, you'll have less home to clean and take care of. And that means less stress and more time with family and friends, you know, working in the garden. Now, you may also want to look into a condo or a property at a senior community. You know, many of these housing models provide amenities like walking paths, uh, organized activities and meals. And if you're a green thumb, many of them have also have gardens that residents cultivate together. You know, and uh, it's really a great time to possibly look at downsizing too, because the housing market's just unbelievable. Well, yeah, the housing market right now, it, <laughs> it is unbelievable. You're right. And so uh, downsizing or if you're retiring during this time uh, of the housing market, it, it could be tough, uh, but downsizing might be a good idea. Uh, but uh, I tell you, it's a, it's a seller's market, not a buyer's market right now. There's a, there's a shortage of availability and prices are skyrocketing. So I'm, I'm glad you brought up that point. But, you know, at one point, I think uh, that I was thinking about as you're talking there, community gardens that are owned by cities or nonprofits and cared for by volunteers, they are becoming more common. And I know that volunteering and community engagement is really important to a lot of retirees. And if you're planning out your retirement, you might want to think about that. So a community garden actually is a great way to get your hands into the soil while also doing good for your community, right? Yeah, I think that's a great perspective, Tony. Um, now, another component in your financial garden, and we've talked about it many times on this show, and that is Social Security. You know, the objective to is to really maximize Social Security, and there's a bit of a science to it. 
First, you know, how much Social Security you receive each month is really determined when you begin claiming those benefits. The current full retirement age is between 66 and 67, you know, depending on your birthday. Starting your Social Security clock early means your check is going to be smaller. So let's say, you know, you begin filing at age 62. You know, that's, that is the earliest allowable age. If your full retirement age is 67, you're only going to get 70% of what you would have, you know, been for your full allotment if you waited until, you know, your full retirement age. And if your full retirement age is 66, you're going to receive 75% of what you would have, you know, been uh, receiving at your full retirement age, uh, you know, for your Social Security benefit. Now, if your full retirement age is 67 and you work until you're 70, you're going to receive 124% of your value um, of your full Social Security benefit. Now, if your retirement age is 66 and you work until 70, you're going to receive 132% of your full Social Security benefit. And that's why we, you know, Tony, that's why we actually have a Social Security maximization report that we can provide, you know, our listeners out there. It's going to show you how, you know, really the best way for you to be able to maximize your Social Security benefits. Yeah, and I think that's key right there. And uh, it's so important and nowadays, especially. And when it comes to your financial garden, Social Security is one of those crops that you want to plant at just the right time. Uh, timing is so important with filing for Social Security. So make sure you're working with a financial services professional like yourself, Corey. Yeah, you know, Tony, I really couldn't agree more with you on that. Um, it's so important to be able to maximize your Social Security or at least be educated enough so you can make the right decision. Now, you know, gardens are one of those things that are entirely dependent, you know, on the weather. You know, if you live in a colder climate or an area with four seasons, you know, you may have limited amount of time to cultivate a garden. However, if you live in one of those places where it tends to be warm year round, you have more growing options. It's much the same way with your financial garden. One way to keep your financial garden growing after you retire is to maybe even work part time. You know, whenever I give this advice to clients, I'm always certain to emphasize the importance of working a part-time job, doing something that you truly enjoy. You know, most green thumbs work in the garden because they enjoy it. And after you're retired, you should only cultivate your financial garden with activities that you enjoy, you know, day in and day out. Yeah. I know a lot of people who are retired and I'm always struck by how many of them work at least a day or two a week. And to your point, almost none of them do it because they need the money. They do it to get out of the house and to socialize. I think that's exactly right, Tony. I hear that quite a bit, you know, with a lot of my clients. Um, now, a traditional garden and a financial garden really can be both terrific ways to spend time around some of your favorite people. Another potentially strong seed for your financial garden is to, is tax efficiency. And we've talked about taxes a lot on this show. Remember, taxes don't stop when you retire. You have to fork over taxes on your tax-deferred retirement, you know, your retirement distributions. On the flip side, you don't have to pay any taxes on your Roth IRA or Roth 401k distributions as long as you've had your account for at least five years and you're older than 59 and a half. And uh, again, I think it's always wise to be able to have a tax strategy in place because let's face it, um, taxes are not going to get lower. If anything, they're going to get higher um, over the next few years. 
Well, yeah, exactly. We, I think we all can assume taxes are going to keep going up. Uh, and uh, boy, taxes, if ever there was a reason to cultivate a, a financial garden and use the help of a financial services professional like yourself, that taxes are a good one. Yeah, you're exactly right, Tony. You know, in retirement, you may be able to shrink your taxes by keeping a sharp eye on your tax bracket each year and learning more you know, leaning more on that Roth savings if you start creeping into the upper levels of your tax bracket. You know, when you have a lower income year, you may be able to even do a Roth conversion to swap out some of your tax deferred savings for Roth savings. So you aren't slapped with taxes on the, uh, you know, on those distributions down the road. And again, you have to work with a financial service professional and a, possibly a CPA to make sure that you are converting that, uh, that right amount year in, you know, year to year. Well, and for most of us, Corey, I think getting out the garden tools and digging into tax strategy is, is probably about as much fun as stubbing your toe in the middle of the night. But <laughs> I know it can pay big dividends to really have a tax strategy, right? Yeah, you're exactly right, Tony. You know, as you work on, you know, for our listeners out there, you know, as you work on your tax strategy, you really keep an eye on required minimum distributions that often begin when you turn 72 because you could face penalties if you don't take annual withdrawals. And again, you don't. You need to make sure you know the rules. You do not want to pay any types of penalties, you know, to the money that you've, you know, have already saved. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important. And, you know, it's been a great discussion so far. I think we should uh, keep rolling uh, so we can fit it all in here. And, you know, this is the time of year uh, that a lot of people head back out into the garden and begin that careful process of growing their favorite fruits, vegetables, flowers, and plants. And you know what, Corey, I actually like to grow cilantro because oh, yeah. I use, I, I use it. I love cilantro in my food and in cooking. So that's one thing I like to grow. You know, you actually grow herbs and spices that you can use. Uh, and you know, you've been discussing today how we can also grow that kind of financial garden that can sustain you. Uh, especially for years to come and in retirement. So what do you have for us next? Well, you know, Tony, during our first two segments today, you know, we talked about growing a financial garden that provides you with income during retirement. By the time you're kicking your feet up and enjoying retirement, chances are you already know your way around your financial garden. But what about folks who have always wanted to plant a financial garden, but aren't sure where to begin? So let's call you know them you know green thumb greenhorns. You know a recent article from CNBC titled "Personal Finance 101: The Complete Guide to Manage Your Money." I thought it really had some very good advice in there. The first step is to set up both short-term and long-term goals. Now that sounds simple, but even with the simplest steps, require discipline. You know, a solid short-term goal may be to build an emergency fund that can cover a minimum of three months of your living expenses. And a reasonable long-term goal may be to save a solid chunk of money for a down payment on a house. It's one thing to jot down your goals and it's another thing to entirely stick to them. But if you do, you know, your financial garden is going to bloom. And I always think of it this way, Tony, when we start talking about saving and things like that, it's creating a habit. If you can create a habit, it's going to make it a lot easier to do it day in and day out. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Make it a habit so it's easier to do and it just becomes a part of your life. And, 
and you'll be much more successful that way. And I, I would like to add that if you're turning the soil over in your first financial garden, it's imperative that you work with a financial services professional because they're going to know every financial gardening tip and trick in the book, right? That's exactly right, Tony. Now, the article's next step for financial garden rookies is to really create a budget. I know a lot of people out there you know, hate that B word, but it's again, it's a pretty <laughs> common sense step. I'm confident you'll be shocked by the number of people who come into my office who have never sat down at the kitchen table and really hammered out a comprehensive budget. One easy budgeting seed for your financial garden is the 50-30-20 method. Now in this budget, you spend 50% of your after-tax income on essentials, like rent, food, in your vehicle. You then spend 30% on things like phone, internet, streaming services. And finally, 20% is earmarked for your emergency fund, retirement savings, and saving for big ticket items like a new car or even possibly even a house. Right, exactly. And even with a traditional garden, you have to plant the right seeds at the right time and watch that progress and keep an eye on it. It seems to me that building a budget for your financial garden is a lot the same, isn't it? It is, Tony. It is It is a lot the same. Um, now, the next thing I kind of want to talk about, and this can really add up quickly, and that's credit card debt. You know, with regard to a traditional garden, you know, artichokes are considered one of the most difficult vegetables to grow. They require a lot of tension and a lot of work. And that means less time for your tomatoes, strawberries, flowers, or, you know, some of your other vegetables out there. It's much the same with credit card debt in your financial garden. You know, if you're spending much of your time and energy dealing with credit card payments, you're naturally going to neglect other parts of your financial garden. And let's face it, credit card debt can get out of hand really quick. Yeah. And a credit card strategy is yet another great reason to work with someone like yourself. And I know a lot of people are embarrassed maybe about their credit card debt, but you know, so many of us have been there and, and have that issue. But with a financial services professional, there's no reason to feel that way. You've seen it all. Uh, you've seen a whole lot and are you're likely to have a lot of the answers people need if they're in debt or have a large credit card debt. You're, yeah, you're exactly right, Tony. Um, even if your retirement is decades into the future, it's still time to drop your retirement seeds into the soil. It's commonly advised at age 35, you should have a retirement account balance that's roughly equal to two times your salary. At 50, the goal should be about six times your salary socked away in a retirement account. Finally, it's recommended that when you hit your late 60s, you have 10 times your you know salaries you know squirreled away into your nest egg. Yeah, I think that's really important. Well, you know what? This has been a great show today, Corey, but we're out of time. It flew by. Do you have anything else for us before we go today? Yeah, Tony, I know we touched on a lot of great ideas today. So, you know, if you'd like more information about what we've discussed, I encourage you to visit our website at safeharboroh.com or feel free to give us a call at 614-760-0670. I'm more than happy to answer any questions or address any concerns that you have about your retirement. Because remember, at Safe Harbor, it's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. And really the best way to, to, to get there or take advantage of this is to schedule a complimentary no obligation meeting with me. And again, we can do that face-to-face -face via Zoom or conference call. We can put a financial strategy in place for you if you don't have one. And again, if you do have one, 
you know, we can provide that second set of eyes and provide a second opinion um, to make sure you're going to be on the right right track to have a successful retirement. All right. Well, Corey, that wraps up our show for today. That does it for another episode of Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Sickles. Join us soon for another episode of Financially Fit Radio. Take care, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Thank you for listening to Financially Fit Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Corey Sickles at Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Call 614-760-0670 or visit their website at financiallyfitoh.com. Corey Sickles and Safe Harbor Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.